When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. You can also always tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. It's also simple that the Philadelphia Eagles should be giving an extension to Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's in question. A.J. Brown, Eagles wide receiver, he was on the Raw Room podcast, and he said, pay that man. Listen, listen, I love Philly. And I'm about what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he finna go. <laughs> it's over. Wherever he finna go. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with you. Listen, so you talk about pressure? How we get it done. Get it done. So AJ Brown's saying you might as well trade me away if you're not gonna pay Jalen Hurts. I don't think the question's whether they're willing to pay Jalen Hurts, but I do think it's a question when we're looking around the league at some of these contract negotiations and how it's going with Lamar Jackson and how it's going now with Daniel Jones even, and it's maybe not as simple as it seems from the outside looking in. So first off, with A.J. Brown's comments, I'm glad that you didn't lead by trying to go too deep into, well, you know, do you think he would want out? Do you think they should break the bank? Is there pressure? There's no pressure. He's having fun. He's just making the point that Hurts is the guy and they've got to pay him. And they're going to find a way to pay him. They're going to get it done. But obviously, you're going to have a situation here where it's got to work for both sides. Howie Roseman is one of, if not the best, general managers in all the of professional football. He's been at that job for, this is his third decade on the job. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. He's been to a bunch of NFC Championship games. He's found a way to bounce back from some serious mistakes. And that's what you want to see. The Chip Kelly hiring was a disaster, but he bounced back from that. And they've found a way to continue to compete at a high level, and they've put together a great team here. So with Jalen Hurts, they're going to have to pay him. They're going to do a deal that works for both of them. Hurts is going to get taken care of, but the Eagles are going to be in good shape as well. I have no doubt that that deal, I'm not going to say it's going to be team-friendly, but it is going to allow the Eagles the flexibility they need to stay competitive or at least as competitive as they can be within the confines of the salary cap. Why do you feel that way? You just feel that way because of what you see from Jalen Hurts as a guy? Like You just feel like he's going to be one of these players that is a little bit easier to negotiate with? Because certainly we're seeing – I mean, we're seeing Daniel Jones ask for $45 million per. Daniel Jones. We just saw Jalen Hurts play in a Super Bowl, and I think we all feel a lot more confident about, frankly, the future of Jalen Hurts, not to take away what Daniel Jones did for the Giants this season, but the success rate is quite different in the postseason for those two guys. And so if we're seeing Daniel Jones ask for that, I don't know what Jalen's going to ask for. We're seeing Lamar Jackson apparently ask for a monster money in terms of the guaranteed money. It seems like there's some sticking points here around the league, and there's sort of this movement of player empowering that's empowerment that's starting with that quarterback position I think the first thing that differentiates Hertz from the other guys you mentioned is that we haven't heard him talk about this at all yet how dumb is Daniel Jones's camp coming out and saying they want 45 million a year they've already lost the PR battle there isn't a person on earth who is going to say that Daniel Jones deserves $45 million per year. So already you have people in the media you have fans looking at that saying absolutely not 
You lost the PR battle with your first statement. Like, that's just well, a I terrible who, move. I wonder where we got that information from. Because don't forget, he fire, fired his old agents, right? He fired CAA. He'd been with them since 2019 when he got drafted. Apparently, he fires CAA. He's moving to, seems like, athletes first from the reports I've been reading. So who gave us that information? Was it the fired agents that are like, oh, by the way, leak, leak. <laughs> this dude wants 45 per. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's his current representation that lost the PR battle for him. I guess that's I my mean, point. It's a good question. I don't have the answer. All I know is he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good thinking that he's worth 45 million a year. I mean, shoot your shot, but everyone laughed at that. And there's not a single person who said he deserves it. So that's not the move. With Hertz and the Eagles, you haven't heard anything from Hertz yet. I think ultimately he knows what he's going to be worth, and they're going to aim for a lot. I don't think the Eagles are going to try to screw around with him the way Baltimore screwed around with Lamar Jackson. And if you're Jalen Hurts, let's be honest, you got banged up pretty good in that Chicago game, and it hampered you the rest of the season. He takes a lot of shots. He does a lot of running. You know, he understands the value of where he's at, but like a lot of running backs, you have to understand that what's your shelf life here? Like when you take shots like that, boom, at any moment, your value can plummet. You can suffer a serious injury. So I'm not saying he's going to take a team discount. I just, based on where we are right now, it seems like both sides are handling this in a very professional manner. No one's leaking any stories. We haven't heard of anything getting sloppy. So I would imagine it's going to be done the right way. The Eagles have a track record of getting these deals done. A.J. Brown's a perfect example. They made the trade. They got the $100 million deal done right away. We barely even knew there was any negotiating taking mm-hmm. place, and they got that deal done. They've taken care of a lot of players in their day. They're going to get this one done as well. Uh, I have the confidence that they're going to get this done as well. I do think that it eases the pain of these negotiations, the fact that for both sides, you've been to a Super Bowl together, right? And maybe that's one of the sticking points there with Lamar Jackson, where, yes, Lamar Jackson has the MVP under his belt and on his resume. He doesn't have the postseason success like now Jalen Hurts has. So if you're the Eagles and you're negotiating, you're like, all right, the way that we're currently constructed, we're good enough to get there. So we're good enough to win one. Jalen Hurts is looking at this team like, hey, this team can get me to a Super Bowl you know I've got the right pieces around me to get it done I don't know if I will if I was to play hardball and eventually force my way out to somewhere else also with Jalen Hurts what's interesting is he doesn't have a fifth year option they can pick up because he's a second round pick not a first round pick we're not used to seeing that at that quarterback position so this is the last year they need to get this deal done or you're trending into murky territory where you could watch him walk for nothing or you have to trade him before this next upcoming trade deadline you have the or, franchise tag. There's well. the franchise tag option as well. That's true. For a non-exclusive franchise tag, you could tag him next season, I guess. And then you're getting into the whole conversation about the tag and does he sign it? Now how angry he is. And now we're having the same conversations that we're having with Lamar Jackson. I think with Lamar Jackson, when you're talking about, again, a situation where Lamar is probably looking around him like, hey, I've won an MVP. I've done everything I can. But you don't have the right pieces around me for me actually to be out here winning Super Bowls. You know, that maybe makes the conversation murkier. Whereas like a Joe Burrow with the Bengals, like he's been there, right? So he's about to negotiate an extension as well. Maybe those conversations are a little bit easier when you've been with an organization and you're a player where you know you guys symbiotically can get it done and make it to the promised land. Yeah, you have some monster contracts coming up between Hertz, Burrow. Eventually, you're going to start hearing about Justin Herbert, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson. There are some monster contracts on the horizon and it doesn't help for what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson, and it doesn't help for what Arizona did with Kyler Murray because those were ridiculous overpays for guys that, I don't know, maybe Watson figures it out. 
I don't have a whole lot of faith in Kyler Murray figuring it out. I don't think they've put a good team around him. They got the worst odds in the NFC to win the conference. They're 80 to 1. I mean, the damn Chicago Bears are 40 to 1 to win the conference. Vegas has no, no favorable opinion whatsoever of Arizona. So with the other guys, you know, Jackson's situation, I think, is, is the most interesting because with Greg Roman gone and Todd Monken stepping in, you now have a situation where I think you're going to have a better time attracting wide receivers. Robert Griffin III, who played in Baltimore, understands it as well as anyone. Roman's system is great for tight ends and running backs. They love it. They have huge numbers. And that's what we saw when Roman was in San Francisco under Jim Harbaugh. And it's what we saw in Baltimore under John Harbaugh. But it hurts wide receivers and it can hurt quarterbacks. I think originally John brought Roman in because you saw what he did with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. A mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson. You want to run the ball. You want to have a physical offense. You're not as pass happy. That's what they were trying to do in Baltimore, but it didn't work out. So with Monken coming in, I think there's an opportunity for Jackson to hit another gear and another level. And if you're Baltimore and you believe that's what's going to happen with Monken, you probably want to get that deal done rather than let Hurt sign, Burrow sign, Herbert sign, and then the market goes up. Jackson has another huge year and you owe the guy even more money. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, should the Hawks stick with Trey Young or start from scratch? We'll get into it. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What do the Atlanta Hawks do from here? They fired coach Nate McMillan today. Another coaching change for Trey Young. But should they be making other changes 
Maybe a change involving Trey Young. Do they need to blow the whole thing up? We're about to debate that. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortball. A little something that we like to do on this show is debate. Use our law degrees, those legal backgrounds. Joe didn't pass the bar. That's okay. We still allow him to play ball on this show. I passed several bars, so I like to rub that in. Let's go ahead (laughs) and play some jury duty. All right. Time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. All right. Order in the court. Uh, I I usually (laughs) don't pass any bars. I usually go into them. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as as Amber said, the uh, Hawks fired uh, Nate McMillan today. Uh, So they're kind of at a crossroads. So uh, should the Hawks stick with Trey Young and build around him or start from scratch? Amber, the floor is yours. They should stick with Trey Young. And the reason they should stick with Trey Young is because you're still talking about one of the very best shooters in the league. And yes, there are some obvious issues on defense with Trey Young, and there are some statistical categories in which Trey Young is lacking. But everybody agrees that when it comes to putting the ball in the basket, the way that Trey Young does it is spectacular. He's one of the more fun young players to watch in the league. And I feel like that this has been a problem that has been mishandled by Atlanta and mishandled by the coaching staffs there. And that's really the root of the problem. I don't think the 24-year-old and Trey Young can be the problem when you're talking about the talent level that Trey Young has. Then they bring in DeJounte Murray, and they kind of half went in with Murray. Murray's actually been as advertised this season for the Hawks, and yet the Hawks are still the same old Hawks, even though now they're healthy. The problem isn't Murray, and the problem isn't Young. The problem is that the Hawks were unwilling to go into the luxury tax and bring in enough help around those guys. So yes, you have two all-stars on that team, but you also got rid of key pieces when you brought in DeJounte Murray. And so now they're in a position where they don't have a good enough roster from top to bottom and they don't have the depth. And so they're kind of middling there in the middle when they need more help around those guys because those guys are playing at the rate that those guys should be playing at. Those guys were as advertised and are giving you what you brought them into your organization to give you. Trey Young's still only 24 years old. Again, one of the more exciting shooters in the entire league. He's been through several coaching changes another one here was there tension between him and Nate McMillan apparently there was tension between him and Lloyd Pierce these are the rumors that surround Trey Young at the root of all of this is the problem that they haven't put a good enough roster together because this is an organization that has been unwilling to spend the money don't blow it up just go into the luxury tax Atlanta spend some darn money if you want to win championships it's funny how she makes a crack that I didn't pass the bar but she's passed multiple bars And then she leads her argument by telling you Trey Young is a great shooter. Trey Young is not a great shooter. Trey Young currently ranks 137th in the NBA in three-point shooting, which is what he was drafted to do. He was drafted to shoot three-pointers and make them. He ranks 137th. You blow it up because this has been an abject failure. You had Luka Doncic. You literally drafted Luka Doncic, and then you traded him to Atlanta or excuse me, to Dallas for Trey Young and some other moving parts. And I know you got some picks, but you lost. You lost the deal. 
Luka is incredible. He's an MVP candidate every year. Trey Young's been to two All-Star games. Two. He's not a bad player, but move on. It's time to blow it up. You went 29 and 53, then 20 and 47, then 41 and 31, then 43 and 39. Then they're 29 and 30. They're an eight seed this year. They're not going anywhere. They made a move for DeJounte Murray, and that was supposed to help their defense. Well, it did a little bit. They were 26th in defensive rating last year, and now they're 21st in defensive rating. Yay, they moved up five spots. But look what it did to their offense. They went from number two in offensive rating to number 16. They took away their identity. They're going to put Trey Young on his third coach. He's young like Amber says. She got that right. He still has value. Trade him. Move on from him. Move on from DeJounte Murray. Blow the whole thing up and try to rebuild because you failed. You failed when you traded away Luka Doncic and you have done nothing with this guy in the five seasons you've had him. They dealed Kevin Herter when they brought in DeJounte Murray. Like, this is an organizational problem. I just don't have any confidence that if they blow this whole thing up, that they're going to rebuild it the right way. Because, frankly, I think that was the problem the first time. We are talking about a team that went deep into a postseason with Trey Young. And, by the way, got that boost when Nate McMillan had come in as interim head coach. And then look at the Hawks now, even again, bringing in Murray and then getting that statistical bump. And him being as advertised hasn't helped them at all. That feels like an organizational problem to me. Jury duty is brought to you by the law offices of Cordell and Cordell. We could see a world, Joe. I mean, it seems unlikely for Luca, but we could see a world. We're coming off of that infamous trade there out of that draft that Trey Young ends up not in Atlanta and that Luca forces his way out of Dallas. So things don't work out with Kyrie like that could happen. The Dallas situation is fantastic to watch because the defense is going to be awful with Kyrie Irving, but the offense is going to be so much fun. They're currently plus 350 to win their division. Okay, they're five and a half games back of Memphis in the Southwest. And based on what they have left to play, I think a lot of people would say five and a half is too much to overcome. The Grizz are legit. There's some metrics that point to the fact that the Grizz, while good, aren't as good as their record indicates. I think they're 11 and 17 on the road this season. For a two-seed, that's a little bit alarming. Conversely, for Dallas, there are some metrics that point to the fact that they underachieved a bit in the first half of the season, so they should be trending up while Memphis trends down a little bit. And keep in mind, the Mavericks have the easiest schedule in the NBA the rest of the way out, so they've got a ton of potential. I hope it works because I like the idea of the Mavericks going from Dirk Nowitzki spending his entire career there to Luka Doncic spending his entire career there. I like it when players stick with teams. Steph Curry and Golden State. I'm not faulting guys for leaving, but the Damian Lillards in Portland, the guys that put on for their city like that, I like that. I think the NBA can do well from that. Giannis is doing it in Milwaukee. He could have left at any turn. He stayed. He won a title. That's what I like to see. So I hope it works out in Dallas, but with Kyrie Irving... I'd say you never know, but you kind of do. It just doesn't work out. I mean, I, I respect I respect Dame for what he's done. Uh, I wish he would take his talents elsewhere so I could see him do it somewhere else. It's great when it works out. Like, when it's Giannis. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you supposed to jump in? We yeah. were still having a conversation here. Yeah, I, I, have, I know, oh, but you're talking we're, about we're the Mavericks the now. Yeah, we, we, you gave us a little time like to we deliberate went. in here. Well, we did. We, kinda, is, we swerved. We weren't still arguing anymore. Now we is, swerved. We yeah, forgot I know, that you were supposed to come in and rule. She's in contempt right now, James. She's in contempt. Can we hit the gap? I mean, I don't know what's happening here. I think we know who won this since Amber just went right through no, the deliberation that's process. That's right. And that's right. So, Cordell and Cordell, I got your back, uh, fellas. Well, listen, hey, hold on, hold on. The, the, the court rules in favor of Joe here, obviously. I mean, he, he made the better <laughs> arguments. And also, he, uh, he, you know, he didn't just move on to a different topic after 
uh, he made his argument either. So. Well, how many Joe's bars did that say you passed? So, so how Joe, many bars did you Joe say wasn't you concerned about the still three minutes that we had left here in this segment that That's we had point. to fill when we were done with jury duty because <laughs> Joe's not the one driving the show. So I was kind easily, of just doing my job. You could have easily just had that conversation on the other end of it. But uh, you were worried that <laughs> I was going to roll in favor of Joe and not you, which... I did because uh, his arguments were better. And, that's not true. Uh, uh, that's true. And no, uh, so, that's, true. Yeah, that's uh, the court rules in favor of Joe. Congratulations. Don't need to Joe. pass a bar to be a lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Don't no, actually, need to you, pass the bar to be a lawyer. Well, you, you do actually kind of do. But you, you can not, argue. Not on in that. every state. Listen, Kim Kardashian. Well, you have to pass the bar. That's true. You just don't have to go to law school in every state. Most states, <laughs> you have to do both. Joe only did one of those things. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh with you. And we've talked a lot about the Phoenix Suns since Kevin Durant became a Phoenix Sun. But Gilbert Arenas, the former NBA player, was on the No Chill with Gilbert Arenas podcast. And he said something pretty interesting about the pressure that's on Kevin Durant and the Suns to win a title this year. When Chris Paul is on the court, no matter what team he has, he's going to give you the best possessions. That means... In that last five minutes, you might, he probably averages 0.3 turnovers for his career. That is amazing. That means long as CP is running the team, you have the best chance of winning. If they don't win, this would be the biggest failure for, for Kevin Durant. I have heard Legs and some of our other NBA analysts here at ESPN talk about how CP3 is actually maybe the most important component of that team, even though we don't necessarily think of it. That core with or without CP3 obviously is a very, very good one. But right now, CP3 is still there. And because of his age, you would imagine his window is only so big here, Joe. And so, yes, KD needs to capitalize on it. They need to try to win a championship this year. But Kevin Durant's under contract still. For more years, right? Like, it ain't just over after this season, or at least we think so. Is it championship or bust for the Suns? 
It's not. It's not. Now, I see what Arenas is saying. He's very, being very aggressive. I mean, the podcast is called No Chill, so we shouldn't expect anything different as he lays out the case. There's a case to be made that this is going to be a significant failure if the Phoenix Suns don't advance deep into the playoffs. Deep. If you get knocked out in the opening round with this team, that's going to be a major failure. If you get knocked out in the second round, I think a lot of people are going to look at that a little side-eyed and think, huh, probably should have seen more. But if you make it to the conference finals or the finals, you're fine. Because we live in this world now where we expect instant gratification, and it's an all-or-nothing world. Like, there's no room for gray. It's just simply black or white. Realize that these guys are going to have exactly... 22 games to play together before the playoffs start. And if the playoffs started today, they'd get the Clippers in the first round. Like, that's ridiculous to come out and say that they need to win the championship or this is the biggest failure of his career. The guy hasn't had a lot of failures in his career. So I guess maybe the case could be made there, but 22 games. Chris Paul is going to be 38 in May. DeAndre Ayton isn't nearly as good as everyone thought he would be when he came out as the number one pick in Arizona. Devin Booker's been dinged up this season. Durant's been dinged up this season. If they don't advance deep, I would say they got to get to the conference finals because they are the favorites to win the West and the second favorites to win the title behind only Boston. But I don't think it's championship or bust. Not when you have 22 games to figure it out. I don't agree with you that Kevin Durant hasn't had failures in his career. Uh, I would argue that Kevin Durant has had a couple uh, large failures in his career. I mean, first of all, if you look at the rosters there, I mean, just when he was with Oklahoma City, you could argue them not winning a championship was a failure, right? But certainly with Brooklyn, you could argue. Well, hold on. Before that, who did they lose to when he was in OKC? Who did they not get past? Was it the Miami Heat? It was LeBron, and then it was Steph Curry. So, (laughs) I mean, if you're going to lose. What are you you getting at here? I'm saying it's not like he went in as a major favorite and got beat by some nobodies. Right. He didn't win a title because of LeBron and because of Steph Curry. Like, that's going to happen to a lot of guys. Right. Those guys are standing in his way. I understand that. But still, you could say, all right, when you look back, you look at the names, you look at the pieces there, like he should have maybe won a title if, in fact, he's one of the very greatest players of his generation, arguably the best shooter of his generation, a lot of people call him. So if you're Kevin Durant, fine. That's that's true. You have to look at who's in the way. I'll give him a pass for that. I'm not giving him a pass for Brooklyn. I think that we can all agree Brooklyn looks like a disaster and a huge failure in terms of – his resume. So number one, I don't think him losing uh, anything short of, you know, even, I mean, they're not going to be in a playing situation. Like even if they lose in the first round, I'm not sure. It's not a bigger failure than, than it was in Brooklyn to me for the Phoenix Suns. I do think that as long as they advance and they make a decent playoff run here, then that's really all he needs to do. He's locked up under contract for a few more years. Yes, they need to capitalize on CP3, assuming that he's healthy and available to to them this season while he is, in fact, healthy and available. But they've still got Booker. They've still got Aiton. They're still going to have opportunities here moving forward. And it will be, I think, interesting if the Phoenix Suns, like, aren't the automatic, you know, odds-on fit. Because we always do this when these guys come together. When huge names come together, we always think, oh, well, that's that's the team. Nobody's going to pick against them, you know, and often it doesn't work out. That's not often the team, particularly in the first year that they all come together. That team's not often winning those championships. So we've even seen that with LeBron. So I don't think it's the huge biggest failure ever if Kevin Durant can't get it done his first year teaming up with those guys. They've got 22 games to figure it out. 22. And that's yeah, assuming it's not even everyone's healthy. It's like, 
and a they play snippet. together. It, it's it's insane. I mean, look at the dream team when they went to the Olympics. What was it last summer? Two summers ago? I can't remember. Like Durant was the leader of that team, and they went over there to China. And they struggled early and they ended up winning the gold, but those guys have like no time to work together and we expect greatness. And they figured it out because they are great, but 22 games and you could get the Clippers in the first round. That's not an easy battle there. That's a legit Clippers team. There are going to be some really tough outs in the Western Conference. They are loaded to the point where if healthy and with the coaching they have at the table in Phoenix, they should be in the Western Conference Finals bare minimum. Otherwise, it is a failure. You view that as a failure because when you acquire Kevin Durant and you put him with these guys and then you look around the the rest of the Western Conference, who scares you? Who scares you to a point? It's not like the Dynasty Warriors are still there. I mean, the Warriors are there, but not in that form. Denver is very vulnerable when Jokic is not on the court. Who else are we talking about? Memphis, who can't win on the road. They're 11 and 17. I mean, it's an open conference, so they should be in the conference finals at a minimum, assuming guys stay healthy, at an absolute minimum. I mean, the Clippers, the Mavericks, there's a couple teams on that list uh, that certainly I think could be threatening uh, if you just look at the names on the rosters and what they should. I mean, the Clippers should be threatening to everybody. The Clippers are playing incredibly, but who knows if Kawhi and Paul George are going to actually be healthy in a postseason. You can always chime into the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's where we find Dante. He is in Tampa. Dante, what do you have for us on Kevin Durant? You guys forgot he couldn't get past Kobe. Yeah, he, he played LeBron once, once in the finals before then, but every year Kobe Bryant was kicking his butt out of the playoffs. How could you forget about Kobe? <laughs> well, that's that's fair. It's Very to Joe's fair. point, though, is that there are the you know big names that were in the way along the way. And whenever you evaluate, I think, the failures of any of these players, it probably is fair to consider who else the competition was. But I'm not going to give him a pass for anything that happened in Brooklyn because we're not even talking NBA Finals when we're talking about his tenure in Brooklyn. That I was, mean, in fact, a failure. That's what dogs a guy like Harden. Like, you can look at Harden's career, and if mm-hmm. not for the Warriors, there's a case to be made that Harden and CP3 win the title with Houston. They gave the Warriors with Kevin Durant all they could handle that one year. And then Harden's hamstring, uh, what was it, the Chris Paul hamstring injury was a problem at one point. And then they went ice cold from three in the one series. They, they, There are a lot of guys whose careers lack certain credentials for greatness because they just got stuck in a conference or a division or a league with an all-time great. Like, imagine being an AFC quarterback like Phillip Rivers, Mm -hmm. and every single year Brady's ahead of you and Manning's ahead of you, and then if somehow those two are out of the way, Flacco or Roethlisberger are sliding in to win championships. I mean, for that Houston team, they were close, but they ran into a dynasty in the Warriors. Durant's Oklahoma City Thunder team, to the caller's point, Dante, great point. He had to deal with Kobe. Then they finally got there and he dealt with LeBron. Then it looked like they were going to get past that and they had to deal with the Warriors. If you can't beat him, join him. That's why he jumped ship. He needed to win a title at some point. I feel like the difference here might be that the Suns are that team now, right? Where like, where is the pass that Kevin Durant gets now if he can't win a title? I mean, does, and maybe there is one, like does Luka and Kyrie give you that pass? I mean, I could see an argument to be made. Does Jokic, who's going to, it seems like, be a three-time back-to-back-to-back MVP, does that give you a pass if you're running up against that? I mean, there certainly are, there's real competition and there's real big names there in that conference that he's going to be meeting in a postseason. 
Does Kawhi give you a pass? I don't know if any of that's the same. I feel like the Suns right now kind of set the standard in the West. I mean, they're loaded. Where they're at currently, and the fact that they've dealt with so many injuries this season. I mean, their record's still pretty solid, but Booker's missed a bunch of games. Like I said, CP3 is going to be 38. They've dealt with so much this season that if they can do it over the next 22 games, get on the same page, get healthy, get ready for the playoffs, they're going to be an absolute freight train. But the West is shaping up to be, for everyone who complained about all those years of Warriors versus Cavs, Warriors versus Cavs, Warriors versus Cavs, and to those who got bored with it, I can understand. I was covering it in the Bay Area. It was an absolute dream for me because I arrived when the dynasty started and I left pretty much right as it was ending. They they dominated. And now you have a wide-open Western Conference. You could see Phoenix winning it. You could mm-hmm. see Denver winning it. Mm-hmm. If Dallas wants to get hot, I don't think they can win it, but they can make a threat. LeBron's mm-hmm. got a re- revamped team. I'm not, I doubt they make Mm-mm. the run, but Mm-mm. you've got a lot of talent there. You lost me with LeBron. I mean, I think, you know, it's Dallas, it's Phoenix, it's Los Angeles, but the Clippers, not the Lakers for me. Uh, sure, the Nuggets. I mean, maybe even, I guess, to a lesser extent, the Grizz, the poor Kings. I mean, you and I haven't even mentioned the Kings. They're sitting at third right now in that conference. Erica, a wild story. They are such a wild story that they're so good this year. But no one's going to give them the time of day because they haven't been in the playoffs since, like, what, like, 2 Like, we're going to have to see it on a grander scale before people buy into what the Kings are doing. It's a phenomenal turnaround. 32-25, and 25, fantastic offense. They're so much fun to watch. They're 15-13 and 13 on the road this season, so they can get it done in both venues. Tons of young talent to get excited about. But we're going to need to see it in a playoff series. And that's what worries me. They show up, they get someone in the first round, like a Phoenix or someone like that, and they get their butts kicked, and you think, eh, maybe next year. Similar to what we saw with a team like Memphis. Joe and Amber's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, it's your turn to weigh in. The phone line's already lighting up. We love you. We love you for joining our show. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We play some caller roulette next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
We are about to get to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. The phone lines are open. But first, Joe Fortenbaugh is going to do what he does best. Let's try to earn you some money, honey. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right. First one tonight tips off in about 13 minutes. It's Texas minus seven over Iowa State. Second one, we go to the ice. Also starts in about 13 minutes at 9 p.m. Edmonton on the puck line minus 1.5, meaning one and a half goals. We got to win by two. It's minus 130 over my beloved Philadelphia Flyers, who absolutely stink. 16 of their last 55 road games have resulted in wins. That's 29%. Part of the problem, they rank 27th in the NHL in scoring, while Edmonton, by the way, is at the top of the list when it comes to teams in scoring, number one in the NHL. Philadelphia, fourth game in six nights, the second half of a back-to-back, Four cities in six days. That is a tough travel schedule when you're facing an Edmonton team that is rested and did not play last night. So pizza money number two. Edmonton on the puck line. Minus one and a half goals. Minus 130 over the Flyers. 13 black odd. No winner. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette. With Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. All right, it is time. Triple H, say ESPN. Let's spin that wheel. Terrence. Terrence, thanks for the call tonight. Terrence calls us from Georgia. Terrence, what do you have for us tonight? Uh, the Hawks should blow it up. It's not, it's not the coaches. It has to be Trey Young. They got hosed when they traded uh, – Trey Young for Luka Doncic because no, I mean they didn't see that coming. Uh, blow it up, trade Trey Young while he still has value, and start all over, and maybe spend some money. And definitely spend some money because I still contend that is the largest problem here. Is that sure they brought in Murray, but they were not willing to dip even a toe into that luxury tax, so those guys don't have enough help around them. Even though those guys are playing pretty well, let's spin the wheel. Rob. Rob is in Arizona. Rob, thanks for the call. What do you have? All right, guys. Hey, uh, listen, I was 12 years old when we got Charles. Uh, KD has to bring us a title. I think he will. Believe it or not, nobody's talking about him. I think DeAndre Ayton is the key to just getting dirty, being old school, you know, blocking shots, getting rebounds. If he can play that part and CP can stay somewhat healthy, just bring us a title, please. This is you talk about a drought in the desert. This is we got the Cardinals, we got the Suns. I, I believe it. I just feel it. We went for it. Let's go, Suns. An organization that has never won a title, Joe. I thought DeAndre Ayton, the fact that they were able to keep this, because I always thought you were going to have to trade Ayton in a, in a KD deal. And don't forget, there was a whole like rookie extension problem that the Suns were having with that whole mess. But I was shocked that they were able to retain Ayton as part of that core three with CP3 and with Booker. They were able to keep all those guys and still bring in Kevin Durant. I think there's a reason they were able to keep Aiton. I don't think Brooklyn was interested. Aiton isn't as good as people think he's – he was really? the number one pick coming out of Arizona. There was this indication. You see him put up these glamour numbers. He's not as good as it indicates. He's good, but he's not great. And there's a reason why he thought he was going to go out and hit the open market and make certain money. And he ended up staying in Phoenix for less than a lot of people thought was going to happen. There's a reason why Phoenix wasn't pushing hard for him in the deal. He is going to have a lot of value if he can protect the rim behind Kevin Durant. If he can do that, if he can do that, 
pull down the glass, play some defense. He's going to play a role. They're not going to need him to score. They've got Durant. They've got Booker. He's got to play a defensive role. He's got to be on the glass. He's got to protect the rim. And if you can do that, he can play a valuable piece for that organization. Let's spin the wheel. Corey. Corey is in New York. Corey, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Uh, the New York Jets. If if they have to make a trade for a quarterback and they they choose Lamar, Rodgers, or if Justin Fields comes up. Oh, man, I lost him during wrench. that. Did you it hear? sounded like he said, if you have the ability to trade for a quarterback and you're the New York Jets, do you trade for Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or Justin Fields? Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think that is probably what he said. Uh, I would say that if you have the option of trading for one of those three guys, I mean, a lot of this comes down to what you would have to give up in order to trade for them. I think I would still be trading for an Aaron Rodgers because I think you'd have to give up a lot less than you would, frankly, in a Lamar Jackson type of situation. Lamar is a much younger quarterback, so that matters. Uh, Lamar is also, well, presumably maybe a cheaper quarterback since Aaron Rodgers is the highest per uh, in the NFL, but who the heck knows when it comes to what Lamar is going to be asking for. I mean, if you like Fields, he's cheap. He gives you the ability to spend everywhere else because he's still on that rookie deal, but I don't know if he'd be enough to put you over the hump when you're making that sort of trade. He probably wouldn't cost as much in a trade as well when it comes to Rodgers and Jackson, but... Who knows? Fascinating, fascinating phone call. Yeah, I don't that think was they're good, getting any good, of those three, uh, but yeah, that was that was very interesting. I'm not sure any of those guys are going to be available. <laughs> classic sports uh, talk radio. But classic sports talk radio. Love a hacky sports radio topic. Let's spin that wheel. Andrew. Andrew's in my neck of the woods in Tampa. Andrew, what do you have for us tonight? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? We're good, thanks. Hello. Um, so... You guys were talking about KD and Phoenix earlier. Um, Joe said that this was not a ringer bust scenario, and I totally agree with him. Um, they may have maybe have maybe just a minute amount of experience with maybe playing with each other in the in the Olympics in the past with KD and Chris Paul. Um, I definitely think that if not, I think that next year is 100% their year. Um, anybody one through 13 has a chance to really make a name for themselves, and it's really surprising. You guys only brought up Sacramento one time. Whatever Mike Brown's doing over there, 1,000% deserves him Coach of the Year job. And honestly, everybody's got a good chance 1-13, through 13, but my scary pick is look out for Sacramento. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys yeah, have that's, to say. That's, Thank you. That's fair. Thanks for the call. It's fair. I mean, I mentioned they are like the poor Kings. We didn't even mention them, Joe. And I did mention that in that segment. The Kings, and Joe said at 32 and 25 this season, they're, they're sitting at third in the conference. It's just... It's just hard to – it's the Kings, man. I mean, I know that's not a good explanation. It's, it's Here's how it works. Kings. Here's how it works. The Nuggets have a two-time MVP who's likely going to be a three-time MVP. Memphis is a fast riser that's been very exciting under John Morant. The Clippers are stacked. The Suns got Kevin Durant. The Mavericks got Kyrie Irving. All right? Sorry, Kings, but there's a lot to talk about there, and I didn't even mention the defending champion Warriors. You didn't mention the Warriors. We didn't talk about the Lakers. We, I mean, that conference is, is certainly one – that's like you said, you've called it, you've said it numerous times on this show today. 
it's wide open. And I, that, to me, makes it so much more fun. I know you liked the days of your covering the Warriors, and it was Warriors-Cavs every time. And, no, miss me with all that. I love that it could be anybody's game this season. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.